What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 22 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I'm joined by my co-host, Christian. What's up, Christian? I'm chilling, man. I am hanging out. I'm just, you know, just just a just a random NYCFC fan floating around the sun, happy as fuck. Can't complain. How are you, Joe? Breaking news, Christian is high. <laughs> what? I swear to God, I love the smoke. That's cat. And our other co-host, Dobby, what's good? I'm, uh, I'm tired, but you know what? I'm ready to get the shit underway. Bringing that energy, man. That's that's some serious energy right there, Dobby. I love it. And we are joined by our special guest for this episode, none other than A-Rod. And no, not the baseball player. A-Rod, what is up, my guy? What up, Joe? What's up, Dobby? How you guys doing? We live in partner. We chilling. I'm a little hungry too. So, but uh, we chilling. We chilling. All right. So we are posted up here to preview this weekend's match against FC Dallas at City Field, seven thirty Saturday night. Who's going? Uh, I should be there. I'm. I'm going. I'm going. I, I can't there. tell you the last time I missed a game. I should be there as well. So, so you heard it here first. All four of us from Beyond the Smokestacks, episode 22, will be at the match this weekend for the Vibes and for the Dubs, right? In this, the this, this will be my first regular home season game at City Field. I've only been to the two playoff games that we've hosted there. So I'm, I'm excited for a regular season game. It's a regular season game at yeah, City Field. I've, ne- I've, ne- I've never been. So the, oh. this weekend will be the first. It feels just like a playoff game, man. All right. So, so to- uh, I, I can't wait. To update the listeners, our record at City Field um, across all competitions now stands at four wins, three draws, and one loss. Looking for win number five this weekend. Um, our record against FC Dallas at home in a baseball establishment is one win, zero losses, and two draws. Our record all time against them is two wins, four draws, and one loss, with our only loss coming in our inaugural match to them in 2015. Um, uh, In our games at at a baseball establishment against them, we have eight goals for, six goals against, and all time we have 12 goals for and 10 goals against. So pretty pretty evenly matched, although we do have the the, uh, um, advantage in wins. Um, so before we jump into it, how, how we what, what's the general vibes? How are we feeling about this about this match this weekend? Uh, I'm I'm excited. I mean, based off last week, this is fucking phenomenal. I, I'm just I'm just so happy. Like this this is what I expected from the boys from the start. To be honest, I know that we're notoriously slow starters, but this is what I this is what I expect from a, a club that's literally won the championship that achieved the pinnacle of their young history uh, less than two years ago. So th- th- that's the standard they set. Uh, ever since uh, December 11, 2021, and it's, that's what I, I expect from the boys. Um, so I'm very excited, and I'm, hopefully they can carry this momentum going forward. Uh, I, I, I don't disagree. I'm, I'm stoked for this game. I think it's a winnable game, especially coming off of a, you know, like a very high, you know, Nashville is a tough opponent, defensively speaking, and we were able to, you know, like really... We like- absolutely wiped the floor with them in 25 minutes. Yeah, the, basically the game was over in the first half, but by all by all accounts. But uh, Joe, uh, tell me, uh, I want to know a little bit more about this guest that we got. Wait, hold up, hold up. Can, can, can I say one thing before uh, before we move on? Yes, you have ten seconds. Uh, I, I would. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, I would like the the DJ to play Becky G 
just b- uh, before the pregame. Uh, if, 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 if we could fly Becky G over to Queens before the game to sing the national anthem, I'm all for it, man. All right, so the spitting that fire. You want to troll Du Bois. That's what I'm hearing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's he's uh, he's he's the inspiration to my um to my Twitter handle and to my uh, Instagram handle. I got I got some heat uh, on MLS uh, this week in MLS for uh, having essentially kind of the same username but remixing it a bit. Uh, and someone's like, "Yo, you're not legit." I'm like, "Yeah, I wouldn't fumble Becky G either." So you're, um, you heard it here first. <laughs> Dat boy and Da boy got beef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a fellow Argentine, so there's uh, nothing against it. But oh. you, you 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 fumbled you fumbled a smoking hot Latina and um, yeah. yeah, come if on you, now, you if, can't do if, that. If you drop Becky G, are you dub boy anymore? Or are you just a boy? Like, like I don't know at that point. Hey child, no, you gotta you gotta you gotta drop that from your handle. I'm the, so I'm um as soon as he drops it, I'm copywriting that shit. Well, in, in my opinion, only little little dub boys end up in a club or a strip club or whatever establishment he was in getting uh, lap dances and getting caught on on social media and, and people taking videos and stuff. I mean, when you when you've got a when, uh, when you've got top a, G, top G would not approve. When you've got a dime piece at home, you don't you don't need to fuck around in, in no uh, strip clubs or, or dance clubs getting danced on by some some other big booty bitches. But um, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, the, the the one at home could do it for you yeah. for free. All right, so a rod. I mean, I I, mean, I, uh, I jumped a few steps here, but let's uh, let's let's jump into these rapid fire questions. Favorite current NYCFC player? You are on the clock. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna actually favorite current. I'm probably gonna have to go with Elenich at the moment. He's just playing so like aggressive as a even just as a back. Like it's like he's been doing so. And he's got such a great mentality. I love it. I think it speaks volumes no, it, that our favorite player is a new addition who's 18 years old. At the moment, current yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's also, oh, his, his, his energy in the locker room as well. Like when he gets like interviewed, he's like, he's just so happy to be here. He's like, Static. I, I think I think he knows like like most of the people from Sylvania, from wherever he's from, like probably don't even make it out of there anyway. So the, just the fact that he's in like the, the best city in the world that at the young age he's, he's at. I think he's just really happy and like really appreciates it, and he's and he's showing it on the pitch. He's actually got two assists in back to back games, so that's uh, very good from an eighteen year old. Joe, I also think it speaks volumes that like this eighteen year old kid that we plucked from Slovenia of all places has immediately integrated himself into the squad and has broken it through into the starting eleven within the first ten games of the season, and not like not only that seems to like be popular in the locker room too. Like 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 he's like like even with like. If if you're close, like 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 tight with like your your primary competition, like in Tavon Gray, like 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 uh, I I think that speaks volumes to the kind of person he is, the kind of player he is, and like you said it like last week, like he had he he shows these flashes that he looks like a young tenor home sometimes when he plays, and yeah, no, I mean that yeah, no, Ilinich is not a name that we've heard yet, but you know what, I I I can't argue with it. If, if you were like going to like games for the first time this year and you said. That Misha Yelenich kid like stands out. I wouldn't even like that. That wouldn't even surprise me. The kid's good. He can ball out, and uh, he seems to be a, a a dope lad too. All right. So moving on from that, favorite all time NYCFC player. Oh, you know who it is. Put out, bring out the masks real quick. You know it's gonna be Kati. Kati's <laughs> been literally. You know he's from my my dad's home country. You know like Argentina. 
I saw you mentioned you were Argentina. Ah, like, oh, vos, yeah. vos sos argentino también, ¿no? Oh, unfortunately, I don't speak it. Uh, uh, I, I am the Americanized version, unfortunately. My dad still speaks no. perfectly, though. No, so yeah, no. Come on now. <laughs> hey, I, I hate to break it to you guys, but Argentines are just South American Italians. I mean, yeah, they're just South American <laughs> Italians. I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I can't even argue that. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're no, not wrong. There's literally a link. I mean, if you're an Argentine citizen, you can get Italian citizenship like no. immediately. Shout so. out. Shout out Tati though. Let's see what he what happens with him over the summer. Who, we had a look. Who, who scored? Who scored after uh, deactivating his social media? Yeah, no good. Oh, yeah. Nice after. goal. Nice goal. So. Typical Tati goal off of a header. Nice little snap header. Have, yeah, that's that's, that's, some, that's something we could use right now. You yeah. know, uh, oh, I, I miss him. I miss him every single day. Every single day. <laughs> every day. I mean, we got Keaton Parks. Do 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 do. Keaton Parks. Do, do. Sorry, okay. Yeah, I mean, Hold he up. can score with headers too. He's, he's tall enough to do it. Six three. He's already up there. Yeah, but he, but he's no tacky though. Barely even has to jump. No, of course not. All right, uh, A Rod, favorite kit NYCFC has worn. Uh, it'll still forever be the black one. I, I can't. Away. Yeah. I, I honestly, the fifteen away. I, I I still have mine. I love it to death. It sits there in the closet because I'm afraid to ruin it. <laughs> is yours but long sleeve I'm, or short sleeve? Short sleeve. Short sleeve. I had a short sleeve. First year I got a replica. I didn't even get the authentic. Oh, is it crazy that as out of all the kits we've ever had, the black, the OG black away kit from 2015 is the is the one that we had for the least amount of time. It's the only kit that we only that we only wore for one season, and that was it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just so consistently just pot. They need to bring that kit back. It man. just like it just ha it just happened to be the best away kit too. Yeah, they, they need to bring back uh, some kind of bring that back like like verbatim or just like some kind of variation of it. I mean, they, teams recycle kits all the time. Like like, like why not <laughs> like SKC? Bring back one? <laughs> yeah, well, SKC literally has how many versions of the fucking hoops? Like, a, and I mean, this, just this, like, they're 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 on hoops 4.0. That's their current I, kit, hoops 4.0. Also, I mean, like how many variations of a white fucking T-shirt does Real Madrid have? I mean, come on, like 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 really like. Come on, like, like, like over back. over hundred over like, hundred at this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just bring it back at this point. Like, yeah. come on, like, like, like yeah, that, that, anniversary, man. Relax, we'll get we'll get it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, who 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 cares about Real Madrid anyway? They're like the smallest club in the planet. Whatever. <laughs> it, I, I mean, I, I can't stand Real Madrid anyway. So who gives a shit? You heard but, it here. Uh, no, you heard it here first. A Rod is saying 2025, 10 year anniversary. We're getting a new black kit. That would be I, hope so. I think it's the move, bro. <laughs> I mean, we're getting a new away kit next year, so who knows? Oh. All right, A-Rod, now's the time where we're going to give you the, the floor uh, to kind of uh, take uh, the listeners through your NYCFC origin story. Oh, oh man. Uh, 2020, what is it, 2013, when, we, when they first came out with it, I remember seeing that in the news and going, oh, a team close to home? Oh, thank God. Me and a couple of my friends actually, we were we we're on a bowling team together, and uh, but what twenty twenty five, oh twenty fifteen, sorry, twenty fifteen, we end up uh, one of them goes, hey, you want to go to the home opener? I'm like, heck yeah, we'll go to the home opener, win two nothing against uh, New England. I'll never forget that. Davi is scoring that goal right in front of us. I was like, you know what, this is it. Played what? Fast forward seven years, win the title, end up getting the tattooed on my leg. Uh, you know, gotta have the crest. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't have the NYC full crest. The I had the NYC, you know, like the inside of the crest. Dude, and I love that. Dude, I, I have the same exact tattoo on on the back of my left uh, left calf. 
<laughs> I have the right, uh, my right leg, the one I used to play, you know, used to be a striker with. So I had to put it on that one. <laughs> it happened without warning. I fell in love with you. Yeah. Whoa, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 hey. After, tw- did, did, after 22 episodes of the podcast, Christian found his tattoo twin. Yeah. <laughs> a match made in, in, in Kevin. Oh, so wait, does Davi, is Davi not aware of one of the team's most popular songs? Hmm? Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> There's just something about Uh-oh. you. Ooh. Ah. Gotta hold him in. Oh, that, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm familiar with that one. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, that one. Because I've been watching. Sorry. Turn into, we, we, we just got way too into at, for a second. Yeah, you know, it's going to turn into at NYCFC songs on Instagram any second now. We're on the verge. We're on the verge. food you ate. <laughs> Hey, no, no, but, hey, if, yeah, you, no. if you hang out in the NYCFC supporters group on Facebook, uh, they quite often are trying out new lyrics to new songs. Um, it's a pretty fun, uh, pretty funny to see some of the uh, videos and, and images shared of, of lyrics to potential new songs. Yeah, no, but sh- shout out to A-Rod's o- origin story because it's not too dissimilar to mine and we're tattooed twins, man. That's the yeah, That was the first. By the way, that's actually my one and only tattoo. <laughs> I, I have a few others, but uh, like, like you know, that that's like the only one that's the only sports-related tattoo I have. I, I might get a Yankees tattoo. I don't know yet, but we'll see. I'm probably gonna get one too. I, yeah. I actually have an entire idea for an entire leg sleeve that my wife came up with regarding like the New York City skyline in there. Like, I'm nice. like, oh, this is not a bad idea. So we're gonna go right around the the symbol. But Dude, that wife. symbol is my one and only tattoo at the moment. With the star above it, obviously. Oh, yeah. I was, was going to say, did, did, you, did you get the tattoo before or after the championship? I actually told my friends in 2015. Uh, I told them, I was like, you know what? If we ever win a title, I'm, I'm going to get this tattooed on my leg. Literally, at December 11th. I literally, my friends were there with me when we won, and they go, you're getting a tattoo! And they're all the, freaking out. The thing is, and if you get the- there it is. If he gets a star above it, like like what happens if we win another one? <laughs> oh yeah, more fucking stars. I'm I'm adding more stars. That's literally what it's going to be. I'll star all the way around the damn symbol. I don't care. <laughs> all right. So, so I think I think probably the best place to go from here is um, to talk about. Some of the some of the statistics that current NYCFC players have when playing against FC Dallas. So, Talis Magno, two goals played against or two games played against FC Dallas, one goal. All right, so he scored in fifty percent of his appearances against them. Santi has played in one match and has an assist. Chino's played in the most matches, four. Obviously, he's the longest tenured player. He has no goals or assists, but he has two yellow cards to his name. Parks, two matches played, one yellow card. Uh, and that's pretty much it for uh, for player. I mean, obviously, I mean, we haven't played FC Dallas since 2021. No, last year. No, last year. Last July. year. Last year. We, we we beat them 1-0 in, the, in that game where we had four shots all game, and we just get we were just getting peppered. Oh, yeah, they had 12 shots on the 12 shots, game, one on It goal. was the game before the derby. It was the game before the derby, before Tati scored his last goal. Yep. Should have that on here, buddy. Yeah, I forgot about that one. 
Um. So the the players. Hey, uh, Coach Joe. Yeah. You want you want to guess who scored on that day? Medina. No. It was Eber. <laughs> from the six from, from five yards out. Six yard oh, box. Like, you're you're telling me the Seattle? six yard box po- the six yard box poacher scored a six yard box goal. Uh, <laughs> eight, indeed, eight, indeed, he did. See, only go, only eight, goal in the match, and we still won. Saying a bear around Coach Joe, you might as well say fucking Voldemort or some shit. Like, like that. Like, 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 Joe's, ears, Joe's ears instantly perk up. He's like, "Fuck that motherfucker!" You know, like, like, he immediately just like gets anger in his face. Well, so I forgot. I wonder. I wonder if he celebrated um, uh, Ebers' goal in the playoffs. I wonder if he celebrated those. I did, but, but you know what else I celebrated? I celebrated the fact that the moment after a bear got subbed on in the Portland Seattle derby, that. Uh, Seattle went from being up 1-0 to losing 4-1. just considered four goals. <laughs> <laughs> the moment he got some done, it went from being 1-0 to 4-1. I think I think they scored their four goals in like what, like the last 15 minutes or so? They scored yeah, two no, in two minutes, no, I know. It was insane. But... And the, the, uh, the, if you go back and watch, the, the bicycle kick was was insane. And, and that's not even the first time that Esprit has scored a bike at Portland. He's he scored two of them. Uh, well, he was he was one of those players in that MLS Cup final that fucking scared me, man. And then you look at uh you look at the goal he scored the bike, and then uh, of course Alex Roldan is like pretending like he got kicked in the face when the foot was nowhere near his his face, but he's like selling it like he got kicked in the face. Fucking Roldan's. Hi, boot. Hi, Yeah, but uh, so okay, so um, what, a player who has had success against us for FC Dallas is is a guy by the name of Jader uh, Obrian. Um, he has two goals in two in two matches against us. Both goals were scored in the same match. Um, it was the 21 match where he scored in the fourth and the 73rd, and then uh, Jesus Ferreira scored in the 63rd. It was a thrilling 3-3 tie. Um, Maxi scored in that game. Medina and Talis also scored. Um, so I mean, uh, they're they're not a known uh, entity for us. We don't play against them very often. They're a Western Conference team. Um, and uh, this is their first time making a trip to Queens. Uh, their, our only uh, our only other home game against them was was at Yankee Stadium. Um, I think it was at least right. It was before the no. We had the game uh, RBA uh, September twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. That was that was yeah September fourteenth twenty twenty one. It was a final three three. Okay, that game was at RBA. I did not have that written down. Um, yeah, yeah, was, uh, no, it's bullshit. We should have won that game. I drove all the way over there. <laughs> well, Johnny Arrow O'Brien scored in the fourth fucking minute, um, so that's that's gonna uh, drop the head in its. And then Maxi scores a twenty. I mean, that game was definitely back and forth. Pacey, Pacey Colombian winger. Um, in terms O'Brien. in terms of FC Dallas's current form for the season, uh, Jesus Ferreira um, has been doing very well for them. Five goals through eight games. Uh, Velasco, two goals and an assist through eight games. Tafari, a goal and assist. Ibiaga. Ibiaga is a, a, yep. a name that everyone should uh, be familiar with. Uh, former NYCFC center back for quite a few years. Brought him up from uh, San Antonio FC, winning USL Defender of the Year, getting called up to NYCFC because NYCFC and San Antonio used to have a relationship uh, with, with having players go back and forth. Uh, and then Ibiaga uh, decided to he wanted to leave because he wanted to pursue a full time starter position. So he went to L.A. Uh, FC of all places, um, where he was a starter until Giorgio Cialini was uh, was acquired. 
won a won a chip with uh, with LAFC the year after we won ours, and then uh, and then saw we, the, we literally traded him like halfway through that year too. Yeah, so saw the writing on the wall. You know, at least, at least he got his ring. And, and he got his ring in the end. So yeah, and then it, now he ended up at Dallas, and Dallas is doing pretty well. Um, he's got a few starts um, for FC Dallas, and he actually has a goal and an assist to his name so far through eight games. Uh, the goal came off. Ibiaga of- actually, I, th- I think Ibiaga started the MLS Cup final too for LAFC. Yep. Uh, so a goal and assist for a center back through eight games is that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal um, for for Ibiaga. And then uh, they have a couple of, couple other players with one goal. Um, Ariola two assists, Legette two assists, uh, a guy named with Austin Jimenez two assists. Um, but the thing I went and looked, so this this Jader O'Brien guy who um, who's been on their team for uh, I think three seasons now. He only has 11 career goals. Two of them have come against NYCFC. Uh, so 18% of his career goals that's, in MLS. That's, that's not good. As as a wing... Wait, in, in MLS or is in career entirely? MLS. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant career entirely. I'm no, like, in, wow. In three, like 11 in, goals as a winger? In three seasons, he scored 11 goals in MLS play. And eight. So and two of them were against NYCFC. So that's 18% of his goals. Yeah, that's 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 still not a good record. 11, 11 goals in three seasons as a winger? That's not a good record. Uh, their goalkeeper is pretty good, but he only has one clean sheet in the season in eight matches. And he's sporting a 76.5% save percentage. So, I mean, that tells me that we, we can score in this guy. Um, their defense isn't stout. Uh, looking at their their form coming into the into the match, uh, they're 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 high up the Western Conference. I think they're fourth. If someone can correct me on that, I believe they're fourth in the Western Conference. But I went I looked at their eight games. Uh, I mean, they win games at home, which which you should. Um, they lost the very first game of the season to Minnesota at home. Uh, they uh, they beat the Galaxy, but everybody's beating the Galaxy. Uh, they drew at Vancouver. Vancouver is, ha- is having a decent season. A- they beat SKC only 2-1. SKC is a dumpster fire this year. Uh, lost at LAFC 2-1 away. And I guess that would I, I would chalk that up as a win because um, LAFC is out here just straight embarrassing um, some teams. So to only lose by a scoreline of 2-1, I would say, is a good result. Um, then a draw- we're, we're looking out to play against LAFC this year. A draw at home with the Timbers 1-1. Now, this was before the Timbers found their form against against the Sounders this week. The Timbers were kind of a dumpster fire, too. They were not good at defending. They were not having getting good results. So to draw them 1-1 at home, not a good result. Uh, and then they had... Um, and confirmed that Dallas is fourth in the West. So most recently, they got Miami. They, they picked up a 1-0 victory over Miami away um, and then beat, beat a bad RSL team at home 2-1. to um, So if you look at their away form, they've only had three away games. They drew with Vancouver. They lost to LAFC. And they beat a, a bad Miami team. Who, who, I mean, Miami's gotten significantly worse since uh, Pellegrini decided to injure Gregory. Um, so, and they've, they've got they've they've been pretty bad with with uh, with that um, after that losing that player. So to only beat them one zero away. Um, so I, I, I mean, I'm not really I'm not too scared. I mean, granted they have they have good players. Um, I mean, I know Christian's going to jump down my throat the minute I say this, um, but they have they have a some semblance of a big three. Um, at least in American soccer, a big three, um, with uh, uh, Jesus Ferreira, who is a routine call-up, sem- <laughs> semi semi-routine call-up for the U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, Paul Ariola and Sebastian Legette have been probably with the U.S. Men's National Team for too long, uh, but they routinely get called in for reasons unbeknownst to me. Um, I, I mean, I guess... Uh, did now, Joe I- just... Went- 
Joe just named like my my worst nightmare. If I ever see those three three names together, I'm like a USMNT call up, like yes. like a USMNT camp. Like I'm, I, I like not, I, I die. Not, not even January camp, and not even January camp. You want to see them? Currently, no, I don't like, want to see them. If, if you look back, camp. if you look back to 15, 16, even before that, Paul Ariola was a pretty good winger for the men's national team. But back like before, mm-hmm. before we got this current crop of players that that are coming up, like yeah. Kenny and stuff. Ariola was. It was he was, was one of the. He was one of the few players uh, that kept getting call ups after Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, yeah the, the man is firmly mid. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, by, I by MLS standards, he's, he's above average. He's, I mean, for MLS, for an MLSer, for a winger, for a, for a domestic yeah, that, MLSer, he's pretty good. Yeah, but I don't ever want to see him wearing the stars and stripes. You know, like like. But he is know, someone like, that we need to be aware of going into this game. Okay. Well, well, all right, Christian. What would you do if he randomly just got just arrived at NYCFC? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I. I I'd, bra- I'd brace myself and hope for the best. He'd probably go, he'd probably probably go play in traffic. Would you take him over to Greeny? You'd take him over to Pelling Greeny, wouldn't you? A-Rod, what would you do if Paul Ariola arrived to a NYCFC? Oh, look, I'm all for, I'm all for like, you know, American, U.S. men's national team players, but, like, the man, the man's injury prone as hell. Like, he can't stay healthy. What would we need him for? We already have enough we, of those kind we, of players. We send, we send Pellegrini their way, and they give us Areola. No, uh, be, maybe I, I would. I would take that trade. I'm not gonna lie. No, to be honest, mm-hmm. I'd rather take yeah, Lejet because Lejet plays a position that we need depth at. He plays the eight, right? Yeah, just don't let him take a penalty. Yeah, yeah. So Lejet <laughs> plays the eight. So I, w- I would gladly take Lejet right now because it would it would provide us depth for um, that, for Parks. So. That. That is one of that is one moment that lives rent free in my head. Sebastian Legette taking the penalty in that one game, and then Bruce Arena just being like, "What the fuck was that?" When the ball goes over, was it was it the penalty shootout last year in the Champions League against Pumas? Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, I remember like, that one. Yeah, like, what the fuck was that? And I'm just like, I, I, I agree with you, Bruce. For once, I agree with you. Like on on one thing, like, congratulations. I, I, listen, he might be an annoying little cunt, but he's he's still New York as fuck, Bruce Arena. That's for damn sure. What the fuck heavy, is that? Heavy accent. Heavy accent. All right. So, <sighs> if you guys don't know already, I'm sure you do. Um, everyone who's listening probably knows, but th- uh, this weekend is Earth Day. So to celebrate, um, previously in 2017, 18, and 19, um, the league uh, came out with special one-off edition parlay kits uh, made out of recycled ocean waste um, to be worn for a one match only uh, celebration of Earth Day. Uh, Then in 2020, when the world uh, came to a pause, they did not continue that. And then they picked it back up in 21 and 22. But instead of it being near Earth Day, it was in May. This is the first year they're they're reverting back to the game being at the end of April, um, around the time of Earth Day. Um, And being the stat nerd that i am i went back and looked at our previous results on days that we wear the parlay kit looking back at year one uh disappointing two two one loss at home against orlando city a game which saw kyle laren score in the 31st and the 51st minute and then david villa score in the 74th it's always fucking Kyle Laren. It was always fucking Kyle Laren in those days, man. Yeah, but where is he now? He's nowhere. I think in Turkey. He's in Mallorca. Uh, oh, Bruges. Mallorca. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. No, he's, he's in Mallorca on loan. Yeah. yeah. Is he really? Couldn't cut it at Bruges. And he scored five goals in nine in nine matches. Holy shit. Damn. 
to and, and we were we were linked with him in the summer at some point. Well, yeah, last summer I think, yeah. 2018. Like so that the 2017 was the OG parlay kit that was not made available for purchase to the general public, but was um, a lot of jerseys were auctioned off. Um, it's the one kit of NYCFC that I do not have. Um, I did not have the bread back in 17 to buy like a 500 to a thousand dollar auctioned off kit. Game worn. Uh, 18 was the the white parlay kit, uh, and that was a three zero smack up, getting smacked up by Portland at Portland at Providence Park. Three uh, zero Blanco in the twenty sixth, uh, Adi in the thirty eighth, and Mybala in the sixty sixth. Uh, we got goose egged and smacked up at Providence Park in, in the white parlay. It's a beautiful kit. We did not play well in it. Uh, fast forward to 2019, we pick up our first win wearing the blue parlay kit, which is also a very, very good looking kit. Probably, I would say it's probably our best, one of our best looking parlay kits. Um, that game saw us uh, emerge victorious 2-0 against DC United at Audi Field. Mitritza in the 35th, a bear in the 56th. So that was our first win while wearing the one-off parlays. Uh, 2020 was skipped. 2021 was in May, at the end of May, at LAFC. We managed to come out with a win wearing the, uh, that was the year that it was the blue, the blue-green-orange uh, kit, the bluish-green with the orange letters. And little, little, little fun fact to add to that, we are the only Eastern Conference team to have gotten a win against LAFC at Bank of California Stadium. Yeah, definitely. To this day, we 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 remain the only team in the East to do it. Wow! So we we won that game two to one. We won that game two to one off of goals from it was actually a come from behind victory. Corey Baird scored in the fifty six. Medina and Tajiri Shradi. Medina Tajiri Shradi. Medina at seventy. Ismail Tajiri Shradi at the death at ninety. So with with ten men, we 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 went down uh to ten men like three minutes before. Twenty twenty two. 2022 was was, la- was last season. We wore the white and salmon. I guess what, what, what color were you calling it <laughs> during the free game? Peach. Peach. It's like peach. The white peach, and peach. Like 2018. We looked like Atlanta 2018. The white there. and peach parlay kit. Uh, we won 1-0 at Minnesota. Thank God we played at Minnesota in May because if we played any earlier than that, there was going to be fucking snow on the ground. Um, Frostbite too. <laughs> so uh, Alexander Cayenne scored in the 29th minute. To make it 1-0, and we walked away with a win. Uh, and then now we come to FC Dallas with a, with, a, uh, with a record of three wins and two losses wearing the parlay jerseys. This is our second ever time wearing the parlays at home, with the only other time coming in the inaugural season, or inaugural season of parlays in 17, a 2-1 defeat to Orlando City. How are we feeling about this one-off kit? Do we like the way it looks? Hey, Rod, you start. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I was saying before, like, my wife literally goes, it looks like a kid drew on it. I'm like, it's to end plastic waste. And if you don't like it, don't buy it. But I absolutely love it. I think it's like, it's just such a clean look. Like, it's nice. It's definitely one of the nicer, like, parlay kits that we've, like, the, the parlay kit seems to, like, be, like, a bit of, like, a cult favorite among NYCFC supporters. But, uh, like, I've never really particularly, like, liked them much to, to, to date. There's been some. Like, I like the black one with, like, the blue, like, lettering and everything like that. I thought that one was pretty nice. But uh, outside of that, they've always been kind of, you know, eh, kind of like whatever to me. You know? But but this year's kit, uh, I actually, like, dig it. Uh, I, I, I low-key, like, 
I'm kind of salty that we didn't get put like the black parlay kit because that that would have been straight fuego. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, they decided to, they gave us the uh, the the cyan slash teal one, which I do think is is nice as well. So I definitely think that these are probably the best looking parlay kits overall, in my opinion. I so like yeah, no complaints there. I can tell you who's not going to be stoked to, to be wearing them. The Red Bulls this year. Is there's black? <laughs> the, the, oh, very, they, get, they get the blue kit. They get the blue kit. I, I, I don't know, but it, it's got blue on it no matter what. So. Well, no, yeah. they got the same one we got because the way the way they split it up is hey! the, New York and New Jersey is blue, confirmed by Adidas and Parlay. I think the way they <laughs> split it up is fuck that, you, Red Bull. I think all of the home teams are wearing one color, and all the away teams are wearing the other. So I think Red Bull's yeah, I think I think Red Bull's home this this uh this week. So as we as as we are as well. So I think we're wearing the same color. Davi, how you feeling about the kit? Earth to Davi? I like it. I like it. I feel like I feel like the parlay jersey it's unpopular opinion, but I feel like they're I feel like they're kind of over uh overdone. I thought I thought they were cool like the first few years. Um I mean, it, this is basically a reskin of 2019, like the the, the with the colors. Um, I, I like it though. I I like the 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 color that we got. Um, I, I like I like it more than the black. Uh, I feel like the black would have just been um, too basic. Um, I mean, it's, it's the closest thing to the to the home kit. I I guess in a, in a way, but it's a different shade, um, different pattern too. Um, I'm excited to see them on the field uh, in person. I feel like they'd they'd probably uh, pop out a little better under the floodlights at City Field. Um, yeah, I, I like the kit. It's quite clean. Um, it's not like uh, 2018 where it's just a fucking plain white T-shirt where you can just get it from Walmart for like two bucks. Um, yeah, it, I just don't like plain white T-shirts because it reminds me of Real Madrid and I fucking despise that club, so... Uh, I'll take I'll take it. Um, it's better it's better than just plain white in my opinion. So at least like have a color like a different color and like a visible pattern. I mean because if we had like a white with vis- with a visible pattern, I feel like it wouldn't be as bad. But um, uh, for this year, I-, I like it. I think I think I think they did well, Adidas. Do Do you guys actually remember the um that what, what was the eighteen when there was like the white versus like the light gray? On TV, you couldn't tell who the heck was who. It was seven. Oh, yeah, I, I, it was that inaugural season in seventeen, where it was like it light, was seventeen. It was like oh. light gray versus dark gray. It was ridiculous. It was hitting. Yeah, it was. It hitting. was like the hardest thing to watch. And I was like, I don't even know if my team won. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. no, it, those those kids were awful. So so they, this is a little better. I'll give you that. So yeah, at least they took notes. And, they've they've gotten better since 2018, 2019. That's when they started with like different colors. So they've 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 gotten better as the years progressed. Except for last year. Last so, year was kind of meh. I'm just going to set the record straight. Uh, Christian, the, the 19 parlay kit, it's actually blue. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's blue on blue. It's not It's not black. But, wait. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's, I, kind of, it's kind of like a dark, what did, dark what midnight did I say blue. About the 19, what did I say about the 19 parlay you kit? You said it was black. Uh, I, I mean, I, don't, I, I didn't say the 19 was black. I remember there was one year where it was black that I liked. Uh, that that would have uh, been, been the 19 kit. Uh, oh, we didn't have one of those. I thought we did. We did, but it's not black. It's blue. 
I could have sworn that we had the black one. My bad. It's just a very dark navy blue. Yeah, like a very, very deep, oh. deep navy. Oh. Anyway, so oh. I like I like the kit. Um, so I know Davi, you were shitting on the uh, the eighteen white, but the, it's in the details. So uh, in the eighteen white, like the Etihad, like the logo across, like you could feel that it was made from like like parlay plat like parlay material, whereas everything on this jersey, it it feels like flat like it, there's no like it, it, it you don't feel like that raised as much of the raised like t texture on the on the kit um with that even though the white kit was boring it was just white but like 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 you, the eddie hot across the chest like you can physically feel that it wasn't that it was like it wasn't flat to the jersey um but yeah i mean i agree if they if they would have had like some type of like i don't know like some something other than just being because also that's a jersey that I can't ever wear that anywhere ever because I'm afraid if I lean up against something or if I spill something because I mean I'm notorious for when I eat like it ends up all over with me. The, the the eighteen the eighteen parlay right yeah the eighteen parlay I can't ever wear it anywhere um so like it just stays I, I don't ever wear it out of my house I wear it in my house and I make sure I'm not eating when I'm wearing it because I'm afraid that something's gonna spill on it um so that's why I don't like wearing white I don't I like that we don't have a our primary color is not white so we don't ever have a white kit. Because having what, and same thing with the last parlay, the the, eight, the 22, it, it was white. I mean, I, I'm never going to wear that thing again. I'm never going to wear that out. I can't, I'm not going to wear a white kit out. Um, yeah, I think I spilled something on the, the first day I wore it out. But, the, but then the, the 21 one, the blue green one, that was the ugliest. Like, it was so ugly. Because it, 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 it had the same, it was built the same way as the 21 Gotham kit with the high collar and shit. It was just, it was so uncomfortable to wear. The collar, like, went up to like almost my earlobe. Like, it was ridiculous. Um, but, but for some reason, for some reason, that blue-green kit is the one that I see most often worn at games by other people. Yeah, because we're the blue with the team. orange on it? Yeah, it has, blue it, it has the orange. No, it's like a like the color of the jerseys. It's not like this. Like, it's not like this color, like the new one. It's like it's it's, it's, it's more like a – it's more kind of like a close to a royal bluish, slightly lighter than a royal blue I, I with, like, some green. orange. It's like turquoise green, I guess. Um, but uh, people – like, uh, do, do you guys know Seamus? Hello. I do know like, Seamus. So Shout out to Seamus. Seamus, Seamus wears that part, that green parlay kit, like all the fucking time. That's how that's how I know where he is when I'm at the same. Like, oh, there's Seamus. He's wearing the blue green parlay kit. <laughs> that's how I know where he is because he's almost always wearing it. Yeah, um, I know Seamus through it's through Brenda. Yeah. Shout out to Brenda, who was also uh, fun fact. She was my middle school uh, science teacher. No shit. So yeah, no shit. Yeah, and, and we and we. we uh, we, 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 we linked back up through through NYCFC and like it was like dope to like meet her as like an adult as opposed to a middle school child you know like like I like through and, and become friends like through NYCFC like I, I thought that was like I think, pretty I, awesome. I think you mentioned this story before on a, on an earlier episode I might have uh, yeah we for sure need to get her on an episode then like for sure I actually I actually shared some pictures with you guys from uh, from the from the last home game that we just had and uh, Brenda took those pictures so yeah. There you go. Shout out to Brenda and shout out to Seamus. All right. So I think now's as good a time as ever to uh, to give our lineup predictions for for this weekend's match. Let's start with the guest, A Rod. What do you think? What 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 uh what starting eleven do you think Mr. Nick is going to uh, walk out there on Saturday? Oh, uh, I think it's going to be similar to what we just started with against Nashville, personally. Uh, I mean, we started off so high energy, and that's clearly like what 
we need, especially against another team similar to how Nashville plays that's a little more defensively. Like, they don't really give up goals. So, like, what well, I think they, they haven't even lost by more than one goal all season. So every loss they have is by one at most. Yep. Which and to me, actually, like... Actually, fun fact, we, we were the first team to score a goal against them in the first half this season. Yeah, I mean, like, like that was Nashville, but I'm I'm Nashville. talking about straight up Nashville, Dallas. I'm talking yeah, about Dallas. Nashville. Yeah. Oh, Dallas. Dallas, oh, never mind. Dallas oh, has yeah. not lost a game by more than a goal this year. I was literally looking back at every damn game, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, even LAFC only scored one on them, and LAFC obviously you already know that they're high intensity. Like, did you see, guys see the like the the El Clasico or yeah, it was crazy. what do they call it? El, El Trafico. Yeah. yeah, I was like. Oof. And if LAFC couldn't get more than one against them, then uh, like we have to go high intensity. Start oh, with the same also, one. Also unrelated to the football and the pitch, but their fans just completely took over that stadium. Even though, even though, yes, we, we oh yeah, the, the Galaxy fans are like protesting, but still, like it felt like an LAFC home game. Oh, it was so much more them. I was wondering, I'm like, who the hell's that chanting? Because the no, there's no fans moving. But yeah, no, like Dallas, I think. I think if we bring the intensity that we brought against Nashville to against Dallas, I think we'll do just fine. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be the exact same starting 11, maybe one or two changes. I probably don't expect it to be in the midfield. I think Richie really started off hot. And then I think putting Santi in there like a little bit later on doesn't hurt us. Keep him fresh. Uh, I... Uh, as far as Dallas is concerned, uh, but 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 what's your starting eleven look like uh, th- this week? Wait, 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 wait. How, how do you see us lining up against it, Dallas? I mean, I see it literally exactly, exactly how we lined up. You got, well, probably gonna have Seagal up top. I mean, he's just the only real nine we have, I think. Right? Did we get someone new yet? Because I know there's been transfer rumors, but I ain't seen uh, nothing yet. Not yet. So. Uh, and uh, the amount of time I'm on Twitter, I'm fairly certain I would have seen it already by now. Um, yeah, you're going to keep GP on the right. Probably have Tyus stay on the wing. Please keep him on the wing with his tiptoe ass. Um, you're obviously going to have either Par- Parks and Richie or Parks and Santi. Depends on how which way he thinks we're going to start off. But, I mean, I don't see Richie being a problem coming off the bench either. But the way he started off yet on uh, Saturday against Nashville was beyond what I expected out of that kid. It was like, you know, you saw how he played with PSV, when he's, but then he's always injured. So it's like, all right, is he going to bring that all the time? Probably not. But if he does, then we might have a little star in the making there. But we'll see. So, and obviously back four is going to stay the same. You got to keep Kufre. Uh, Kufre, and I think Alenich proved himself. I mean, he was just... That literally it was Nashville's game that made him my well, probably my current favorite. Christian, what do you think your line's gonna be? Uh I mean, I, I don't really see so there there's really not that many there's really not much room for changes barring any injuries. Uh so you know, goalkeeper's gonna be Barraza again. I, I can't see him uh, you know, losing a spot, especially coming off of arguably his best game in an NYCFC shirt. So he's going to stay in. Uh, Mitya Ilinich, I agree with A-Rod. I think Mitya Ilinich has uh, has definitely uh, broken through. Uh, and even though I do still think that Tavon has a role to play, 
uh, with this team. I do think that until further notice, until like you know his performances start dropping off, you know, uh, Ilinich is the guy at right back. Uh, mm-hmm. Center back, there's really no discussion to be had. It's Thiago Martins and Maxime Cheneau. Left back, uh, I guess kind of a similar story. Uh, uh, Brianne Couffre has, you know, progressively been getting uh, better uh, since, you know, since joining the team. So he'll probably stay at left back. Uh, the number six is the only way that I, like, re- it really depends on how many minutes that James Sands gets with the uh, United States national team. This, He's the, starting. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Sands is going to be left off of my team sheet just due to Mac, uh, you know, uh, match congestion. You have to remember this. This man hasn't had a uh, hasn't had an off season, in, in, in you know, he hasn't had a day off since probably last summer. Uh, so uh, you know, because coming from Rangers, uh, so I, I'm actually going to bench Sands this game. Not for, obviously not because of performance, but just because of. Uh, you know, match congestion. Uh, so I'm going to give Alfredo the start at the six uh, this week. Keaton Park will return to the eighth. And uh, um, at the 10, uh, this is where things get interesting. Uh, Ledesma put in a, a phenomenal shift uh, this past weekend. So he's obviously, uh, you know, like, so he's in contention for, for you know, the start. Um, uh, but, you know, Santi is, you know, like, like, Santi is on a DP contract and Santi historically speaking ha- has been a very productive player. And uh, so, you, so you have to wonder, and the only reason why he didn't start this past weekend was because apparently he picked up a small knock in uh, training. So uh, whether or not Santi, uh, you know, like loses that spot, I'm not sure uh, for a sec- for a second week running. I liked what I saw from Ledesma. I, I'm also a big Santi fan. So, I mean, like you can really split, Slice it either way. Uh, Gabby Pereira and Talos Magna will start on the right and left wings, respectively. Once again, what like pretty much a no discussion to be had type of a conversation. Uh, uh, last week, I don't think anybody missed Mat- Matias Pellegrini. I don't think anybody did. Uh, so I don't. I don't uh, think. A, I mean, if these uh, guys keep their form, I don't think he'll ever play again. Uh, he's uh, off the bench I mean, for for a little I, while. I mean, I mean, he'll play again, but I mean, he's not going to start. You know, like, like we'll definitely see some late cameos from Pellegrini for sure. But uh, you know, he seems to be, uh, you know, like Nick uh, Cushing seems to believe in him uh, for what for you know whatever that's worth. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, uh, GP uh, definitely has uh, had. You know, like he he didn't have a brilliant performance this past weekend, but you know, he was solid. He was really good. Uh, he was constantly involved in the attack, which is something that we hadn't seen. Like. When during his previous stint as a starter earlier this year, uh, Talis Magno not coming up, probably coming up his worst uh, his worst game on the wing last year, but I still think that he helps us uh, at, at that left wing position, at his natural position. The nine now this goes to the uh, Santi and Ledesma thing because uh, you know we've seen Santi play the nine uh, in stints this year. Uh, Seagull is obviously our only natural number nine, and he has been playing. And I brought it up last week. Even though Siegel hasn't been necessarily great himself from an individual standpoint, I do think him being on the pitch as a natural nine does benefit the club and allow everybody else to to be their best selves, so to speak. Um, so you know, like, like I could see him getting a. Uh, I, w- w- would it be a fourth consecutive start or a third consecutive start at this point? I think it's a fourth, right? Fourth, yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I. I 
I, I, I can see him like starting, but I can also see like maybe them getting like creative, like with Santi at the nine and Ledesma at the 10. Uh, but then again, you know, like if, if Sands isn't playing, I don't know if that's, that's going to be a time where you r- really want to experiment because you're already kind of down arguably your best player, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think Sands has been phenomenal this year. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, uh, I, I don't expect wholesale changes from last week. Uh, the only change that I do, uh, can, uh, that I'm, I'd be willing to, you know, set in stone is I don't think Sands is going to play. I, I, I think, you know, that, that, that's a lot of matches, you know, like depending on how long he plays for the United States tonight. Uh, and, you know, it, he's probably going to put in at least a 60 minute shift. Uh, bare minimum. So, as, as a starter, yeah. I, I, so Alfredo gets to start at, at the six. It's really the only like change I'm willing to guarantee. Everything else is kind of up in the air, as as far as like uh, Ledesma or Santi is concerned. But, did you like that, Joe? Dobby, like, do, do you like that? Are you are, are you happy now? I'll rebuttal. I'll rebuttal when I do mine. Dobby, what's your what's your yeah. boy, come on, let's go, dude. Starting eleven. Now I'm gonna go browsing goal. He's been improving uh, the last few games. Uh, he he had a really good game. Uh, I'd say uh, last week. Uh, definitely uh, got tested a lot, and uh, he he did well. Uh, other than the the shot by Mukhtar, which was right into the corner. I mean, you can't really fault him for that. Even if he dove, he still wouldn't have got it because it was that good of a shot into the bottom corner. Um, Barraza in goal. Uh, back four has to stay the same. Uh, Kufre, the Chano, Martins, and Lenich. Back four has to stay the same. Um, midfield, I feel like James Sands is still going to get the start. I, I, I feel like he could either gets the start or... He drops the bench, and we see someone like uh, Alfredo or Justin Hawk maybe uh, come in, starting at the six. Most likely Alfredo, um, if we were to drop Sands. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sands, the uh, starting again. Uh, just incredible, incredible six. Uh, lucky to have him back for a second time. Um, obviously he's representing our country. Um, Tonight against Mexico, uh, we wish him the best of luck, and hopefully uh, he doesn't get injured in that game because it's a meaningless friendly in the middle of April did you, for some did, weird reason. Because did you just he, get the update U.S. soccer loves money? Yes, yes. Yeah, I was because like, I, I, I yeah, he must have just got the notification that Sands is starting. <laughs> yeah, um, U.S. soccer because they're money hungry and uh, married to mediocrity. Love putting some random friendlies. In the middle of the season, um, so yeah, uh, cheers U.S. Soccer. Um, Keaton Parks, yeah, great game, best game of the season so far from him last week. Got a goal. Um, congratulations to uh, Keaton, uh, Keaton and Cot Parks uh, on their new child. Uh, he hit the ce- uh, baby Selly uh, after scoring that. Um, congratulations to them um, for uh, on their first child. Uh, and then uh, I think we got to go with Richie. Richie again at the ten. He was amazing, absolutely amazing on his first start. Absolutely brilliant performance. Uh, try not to get too attached, folks, because uh, he is just a one-year rental, and we won't have him next year, most likely, unless we make a really good offer. 
to PSV. It's an offer they can't refuse him. Somehow buy him. I mean, I mean David Lee. He he has his ways. So I mean, you never know. He, he might he might cook something up here for Ledesma, but I highly doubt it. Um, no option to buy at the end of the loan. So it's most likely just a one year rental. But uh, let's appreciate the time he's here, and uh, hopefully he can get back to uh, his good form, so he can go to Europe and kick ass over there in Europe, and uh, hopefully make the national team for the uh, World Cup in twenty six, and then. Winger. I don't know. Um, I want to say something really. Uh, I'm gonna say something. I I feel like if you drop Talos Magno, um, uh, onto the bench and put in Santi Rodriguez on the left wing, I feel like that that could possibly work. I don't know. It's just, it's just an idea in my head that I feel like I feel like it could possibly work if you want to have Ledesma and Santi in the same system. Um, you just have a. Uh, Santi out out wide out of uh out of Desmond's space in the middle so he can operate. Uh he was just absolutely running at the national defense last week. He was just he's just a workhorse. They 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 had no they had no answers to him the, the national defense last week, uh when it came to Ledesma. He was just running he was just running it every like every single time. Like he had the chance he, he would just go like at the throat. Um got the assist to Chanot's goal from the corner kick. It's just a brilliant performance for him, really. And uh, right, right wing, obviously, uh, Gabby Pereira, Matias Pellegrini. You're officially a super sub, or actually not even a super sub. You're just a victory cigar that we can uh, trot in for the last thirty seconds, uh, just like what we did against Miami in the playoffs. So uh, have fun uh, on the bench, Matias, because uh, to be honest, uh, you've been relatively shit. Yeah, even though you, even though you've been unlucky uh, not to have a goal and assist. This year, but uh, he's been really. What he's is he like? Uh, he's like the Tony Rocha this year, isn't he? You don't put him in until like the eighty-fifth minutes when we're up to nothing. Call it a day. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Call it a day. Uh, and then striker, um, Seagal. Obviously, you got to go with Seagal. I mean, unlucky not to score. I mean, he's a young kid. Unlucky. Uh, should have scored the. Should have scored the chance. I mean, probably probably rushed it a bit. Probably miss miss hit it. Uh, with not 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 a lot of power onto that, but uh, he is a young kid, so uh, and he's been he's been um, he's been all right for for someone who just literally just started like his like his career like three weeks ago. So um, I I hope to see the the kid you know just score some goals because I, I uh, I'd love to see him get up and running. Uh, you know because. I feel like he's he's a band aid. He's probably the perfect band aid uh, for the system right now until we get a real striker in the summer. Um, I th- I think he's great for for the role that he has to play temporarily. I feel like we can get by with him. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't I don't I don't think we'll see Santi in the eleven again. I think he's, he's, Cushing's there's no way he's going to drop Talos Magno. Let's be honest. Even though he's, uh, even though he was probably the worst attacker uh, on the field. Last week, in my opinion, um, he just just doesn't look just doesn't look like uh, he's got some productivity to him. Even though he has two goals on the season, um, I just feel there's just like a little something lacking from him. I feel like that that Tati departure really did uh, affect him and the way he plays. He really did well with Tati uh, on the pitch. Um, yeah, I just feel like he's la- he's lacking a little something. He's just doing like way too many skills. Even though the even though the one time he actually did a nice croquette to nutmeg, he it actually led to the goal. Um, 
Yeah, he's just lacking something, man. I just he's just not showing. He's just not doing enough for me, Talos Magno. It's it's unfortunate because we could because we know we everyone knows the potential of Talos Magno. It's like through the roof with this kid if he if he can um if he can hone his skills perfectly, like he he his potential's through the roof. Like we 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 can, we can make some serious profit off this kid if he starts uh getting into form but he's just lacking something yeah i don't know i don't know what it is but uh i don't know if it's a striker like tati that's that he needs to like kind of get back to his game because last year he was unbelievable um when, when tati was here and under under ronnie i think he was pretty good um yeah man i, I just i just i just hope talis can find something i just hope talis can find the form and find the confidence to kind of um get back to that form because Everyone knows, like Talos, like when he's on it, he's fucking on it, man. And, like th- those skills, when he's on form, it's just absolutely fucking phenomenal. It's just like it's just like you're playing with like Ronaldinho in fucking FIFA, just fucking skilling everybody, just doing like whatever Jogo Bonito bullshit that you learn in Brazil. I mean, yeah, I just yeah, that's my eleven. Um, I'm, I'm, it's I'm, I'm bas- gl- basically I'm, basically copy and paste from last week. I'm glad you backtracked on calling uh, Seagal's miss. Um, unlucky, quote unquote, because it was just unskilled. He mishit it. That was a bad hit. It wasn't unlucky. <laughs> yeah, he kind of. I, th- I think. I think he rushed it a bit. I, th- I think. I think he um, didn't know he had had a little a little bit more time than he than he had. Um, I mean, he, he's he's a young kid, so um, let's let's not be too harsh on him. It's only his third start, too. He's a professional footballer. I will be incredibly harsh on him. He needs to start putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, so my starting 11 is Baraza in net until further notice, until he, until he, until he fumbles the bag and fucks up, um, Baraza is going to be the guy back there, um, or until he gets hurt. Cause he is, he has shown that he is a little bit man of glass adjacent, uh, with, uh, picking up these little, little knocks and little things that don't necessarily take him out of the game, but are a cause for concern. And every time he gets one of these, it's like, oh, is, is this the moment freeze is coming in? Cause I have a feeling once Freeze gets that little taste of, of starting, he's not going to relinquish it. Um, so Braz needs to hold on for dear life and, and and keep putting in good performances. He made five saves last match. The saves were, were nice. Um, his his distribution is still not up to up to what my standard is for of a goalkeeper. But um, and also like with the rebounds, he needs to start powering them away into less dangerous areas. But until then, Braz is in goal. Elenic at right back until further notice. Um, I think that. I think that what he provides attacking wise is is more conducive to him getting a run out there for 60 plus minutes and not getting us not getting the the final 20 to 30 of a match like with Tavon Gray. Um, I think Tavon Gray is someone good to bring on defensively after you've got, uh, gotten a lead and uh, he can play a little bit more defensive. and doesn't have to bomb up the pitch as much, even though he did show in the last match that he can make a run. I mean, he didn't really amount to anything, but at least he showed the, the wherewithal to be able to make a full a full length run down the pitch to uh, to see what he could do. Uh, Talos Magno and Cheneau, not sorry, Tiago Martins and Cheneau, um at center back. Uh, Brian Kufre at left back and, um, in, until they decide to rest him for some reason and, and, and give out either O'Toole or a Munson a run out. Um, I, I firmly believe that James Sands, even though James Sands is starting tonight and probably going to get 60 plus minutes, I do think that he's going to start Saturday because in a few short weeks here, in, in three to four weeks, Wednesday games start coming in where they have to play these professionals have to play Wednesday and Saturday um, So what better time to start getting used to that than than getting a call up on a Wednesday and then having to come back and fly back and fly back to New York and play on a Saturday um, So I think that it'd be conducive for him to get get more minutes and, and get used to that 
that wear and tear in the legs now than to start in a month's time from now when we start playing uh, Wednesday matches. Uh, Parks at the 8. Ledesma at the 10. Um, Ledesma at the 10 is more what I want to see, but here's the problem with Ledesma at the 10. That kind of relegates our DP 10 to coming in as a super sub. I do not think that that is going to sit well with Santi. I do not think it's going to sit well with the fans. I don't think it's going to sit well with Santi's agent. <laughs> um, having a designated player come on as a super sub because a one a one year loney um, outplayed him uh, in in his first start. Um, do I think that Desma earned? A, uh, a start absolutely um, based on his based on his performance against uh, Nashville I think that Ledesma earned himself a second start with just the way he played the way he attacked between the lines the way that he dribbled with pace the way he made things happen didn't get the ball lost in possession too much didn't dribble too much um, even after Sati came on in the second half um, I still wasn't impressed with with his play he slows down attacks he loses the ball he I, I, we had a art we I had I went on a little tangent during the review episode about how at one point, he was dribbling the ball up the pitch on a, on a counterattack, and was and was it was like a one v three situation where he was by himself, and he kind of like turned back and played negative. Like in that moment, I wanted I expect a, someone who has a DP tag to to kind of take matters into their own hands and make their make shit happen, do something, attack, like be show us that you are worthy of this tag and that you have the skill. Um, so my heart wants to say that Ledesma is going to get the star after his performance, but my head is telling me that they only kept Santi out for precautionary reasons last match and that he is going to get the start again, unfortunately. Uh, on the wings, Talos Magno, Gabi Pereira. Um, Gabi, Gabi is, is, a, is a better better player than Matias Pellegrini. There's no there's no way to spin it that he's not. He is more He's more skilled. Than, he's faster than Matias. He has better foot skills than Matias. He has a more potent left foot than Matias. He's a better soccer player than Matias Pellegrini. And in the system that we're deploying with the inverted wingers, um, uh, Gabriel Pereira can score goals very similarly to goals that um, Carlos Vela scored in the, in the Trafico last week. It's a left-footed curler back post. That's what lefties do from the right side. They curl the ball back post. And Gabi has shown that he can do that. Um, it's literally how Carlos Vela scored one of his goals last, this last week. Yeah, that's what I just said. I said Carlos Vela, right? That's what I was, that's what I was talking about? Um, no, you just said left-footed wingers in general. Yeah. Um, Talis Magno on the left. Um, I'm not. I'm not high on Talis Magno this year. Um, I I want the Talis back from 2021. Um, I want that Talis back. Uh, this this Talis looks. Would you, would you consider dropping him if it was up to you? I mean, what you drop him and, and, and but to, then the problem oh, is for it's what you put you put Samti there because the, here's the problem. There is yeah. no, there is no conceivable way. I, talk, I tweeted this out there. There's no conceivable way to get Richie Ledesma and Santiago Rodriguez on the field together because that is our depth at the 10. So if they are on the field together, there is nobody else to come on and play the 10. Yeah, okay, now I know that you guys are going to say, oh, well, Keaton Parks can push up from the 8 to the 10. Yeah, that can – that in a, in a situational uh, basis – I that, wouldn't say that. Well, that, that, would, that. that would work, but that's not, a, that's not sustainable. It, it can't be every single match – Keaton's gonna play full nineties and get pushed up to the ten. Oh, yeah, no, I would never see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want Matias Pellegrini playing the ten. We saw that already. Close, close, close the chapter on that shit. I don't want to see him at the ten ever again. 
Um, and you look at our roster. There's just it's just been abysmal. He's just been abysmal. No matter where you put there's him. There's nobody on the pitch else to play ten other than if you put if you were to put Santiago Rodriguez or Richie Ledesma there. Do I think maybe Gabi could do it? But then you're taking him out of a place where Gabi, Gabi wants to be on the right. I don't, like, so there's. I mean, there's just. I don't like. I think that we either have to start Santi or Ledesma, and then get it, it be like a 60, 30, 55, 60, uh, 35 split on on playing time at the ten. Um, I think that's probably the best course of action. But really quick, Arod, I want to get your uh, your opinion on this. So, like, like, do, do you how, how do you think like like because obviously like uh you know Ledesma is a one year loan and and there is no option to buy. They they've explicitly stated that like in the press release for the like in for you know during his signing when we announced it. Uh, do you see any conceivable way that Santi and Ledesma can share the pitch? Uh, do, do you think that uh, at least before the summer transfer window, like when hopefully this team brings in a striker, uh, like, like do you see that there's any conceivable way that they share the pitch at the same time? Uh, you know, honestly, I can't say that there really is like with logic. Like, yeah, you could bring in like some nonsense FIFA tactics, like the Nantes uh, coach in over in France, but like realistically, like you have two number tens on your roster, just two. You can't play both. Like you could try to figure a way to have them both on the field for like thirty minutes at most, but like you wear two of them down too much, you don't have a backup. And so, like you, like like Joe was saying, you can't you can't just keep bringing Keaton Parks doing full nineties. Like the man's coming off of how many blood clot injuries? Like so, I'm, 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 I'm Parks. Parks. So, so, so I'm I'm very very yeah, happy. Too. I'm very, very happy happy that you mentioned the A ride because there is a there is a way that you can get Santi and Ledesma on the pitch at the same time. But Desma's primary position is the eight. That's not, like he, he's not a natural. He, the, the ten isn't like his first position. He, he's a natural eight. That that, that that's, yes, that's, that is correct. That's, that's where he's come up as, and and Keaton is going to need to be rotated at some point. Because like, like listen, I love Keaton Parks. Uh, he, he's a standout uh, in the league. I think he's among the best midfielders in the league, especially when he's, he's going to he's going to feel that fatigue at some point. And, and, uh, and especially with like the midweek games coming up, you're going to have to rotate a lot. Well, the thing is, it's not even so much the fatigue that you have to worry about. You also have to worry about his health because uh, what, 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 like what blood clots are no fucking joke. You know, like that's not just career threatening. That's that's life threatening. And he's had two of them in a very, very short span of time. Now, I'm glad that he's been healthy. But the thing is, he's got a baby on the way. You know, like he, he's he, he's a newlywed, uh, you know, like, you know, I also think the team owes him, you know, rest at a certain point just for his safety, his long term health. You know, like, you know, like, you know, this is his career that we're talking about. And I do can, and I can see Ledesma fitting nicely into that eight. I think he brings a, enough tenacity. I think he brings enough legs. I'd love to see him link up with Santi in the midfield. I think Ledesma would be. Would be like would look great at the eight, so, like like so so that that would be my like if you want if you're concerned about getting them on the pitch at the same time that would be my uh, ideal solution for like in games where Keaton Parks you know is either getting a rest or or playing you know like with limited minutes because uh, what what you know you know like like you said a Rod like you can't expect him to come out and play like ninety minutes every single time out I I, I don't I don't think I don't think he has though but I mean even so. Like, you know, Alfredo Morales is not a natural eight. You know, he's a six. It's the same thing with Justin Hack. And also Justin Hack is, you know, we, we have our own, like, in, I, we, 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 each of us here at the, on the pod have our own individual issues with Hack and 
his performance level since he's joined the first team. But like, I mean, at the same time, like that's not an ideal, it's not a like for like replacement. And like, there's really no one else on the team that can do that job. So like, well, Desma, in my opinion, is the, is the natural uh, successor in the case that Keaton can't go or isn't being allowed to go or has health issues, God forbid. When's the last um, time Richie Ledesma played an eight position? The last PSV time? youth. Uh, probably young PSV. So like, yeah, with, PSV youth and the youth national team. But but I mean, he primarily he's primarily played for young PSV since joining PSV. Yeah, he's made about like a, you know like a little over a dozen appearances for PSV's senior team. But he's mostly been a stalwart with the their their reserve team slash youth team yeah. young PSV where he's playing the team. But 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 they didn't they didn't want him. But but. He's had no, he hasn't. He played the ten a lot. Yes, he has. But they moved him around because he's fast. He's efficient. Yeah, well, they, like they you saw, him, they he moved him from the ten to the wing to to, to mitigate his injuries. He hasn't really been playing the eight. It, sure, but the thing is, is that a long term solution for Ledesma? Is he a long term winger? I don't think so. I don't think PSV. Do you see how frail so and tiny either. he is? I mean, I wouldn't say he's, he's frail tiny. and tiny. He's frail he's and tiny. Dude, he, the dude weighs one hundred thirty five pounds, soaking wet. I wouldn't say he's necessarily frail. Oh, I mean that that kid was making some big boy runs last week. Uh, he, he looks pretty hard body out there, if you ask me. Yeah, but the uh, eight but, is I a mean, different I, animal. You have to be strong and big. I, I'm. Uh, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I mean, I mean, who has been the? I mean, like, like if you think of like the best defensive midfielders in the past like ten years, I mean, who comes to mind? Golo Conte, Luka Modric. None of these guys are big. But none of these guys are big and they're strong. Thick. Oh, no, 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 no. Luka Modric is like literally skin and bones. Dude. Yeah, but he's not, he, he's not, he's more of a, he's a maestro. He's a pure low. I'm sure. Yes, but I mean, that's true. Uh, but I mean, but the, the, my, my point stands. You don't necessarily have to be a big and strong guy in order to be an effective eight or to in, do a, in, a, in, a good job. So I'm going to preface this by saying in, in MLS. Well, especially not when you have a guy like James Sands backing you up. I, I, I No, I don't think so. I I, th- I think Ledesma could fit in perfectly at the eight, and also listen. If I if I'm, he'd be if a I'm, good short term fix. Now yeah, I would go perfectly. I think it's a good fix. And this is only in the case that Keaton Parks like is like 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 if you want to look play. out. Yeah, yeah, it can't play or like like is you know or is being limited due to his you know very serious injury history. We're not talking about a guy that like pulls a hammy every like few months. We're talking about a guy who like literally had a life threatening injury twice. In the span of twelve months, like, like, like I, I, and also like, like I said, like, listen, like, 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 does does an eight like, like, need to have like a physical presence in the pitch? Sure, but it's not necessarily a prerequisite for the position, and it's it's also not some. And also, you, like I said before, you have James Sands backing you up, who's arguably the most one of the most physical players I've ever seen with my own two eyes. So, like that kid's a fucking goon. Like, it just, I, I, I think what could easily play an eight. Easily, I think I think he'd fit in. I think he'd fit in like a glove, personally, on, on this team. And also, I mean, it, we have a year to find out. He doesn't even want to defend. I mean, he's played at the six before. He's even said that he can play at the six, What's like that? himself. When he was like eighteen years old. Not... Isn't he like what? only twenty? <laughs> he's like twenty-two. He's still young, man. Like even the any of these young guys, like you can put them where you need them to be, as I'm long gonna... as they could do. Mediocrely, the job. I'm gonna post a picture. I'm gonna post a picture of him from last match, and you see how thin this dude is. He probably doesn't weigh over 140 pounds. 
Who cares? A strong breeze might a strong breeze might come by and knock him over. Like he's not like he's not built for that midfield life. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, it's hating on my boy Rich. No, I love bro. him as a yeah. ten. As a ten, he's great. He the line the, the line swing passes the pace he has, but he he's not cut out for that big boy life of being an eight six. That's not him. He's a ten winger. The PSV I mean, moved how him many... out to the wing because he wasn't about that life. Like he what, about let, me ask, let me ask. Let me ask. Let me ask you a question. How many eights in MLS have the same kind of build that Keaton Parks does? Like, I'm, we're, we're, I'm, we're, obviously there's not many 6'3 players that play midfield. Uh, like, it's not about the height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we're talking about, like, we're talking... I mean, that's my point exactly. Keaton Parks is the exception, not the rule. Just because of the height, like, like, bro, like, I'm not talking about the fucking height. <laughs> you're talking about size. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you turned a little red over there. How many, how many guys are as big as fucking Keaton Parks in this league, period? He's bigger than some of the fucking center backs. He's only... He's the tallest midfielder of, I feel like, by far. I feel like there's only, what, maybe seven or eight goalies that are taller. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, really. Like, 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 maybe Wanyama, maybe Okello. You know, like, yeah, those guys are fucking big. But, like, those guys are both... Like, Wanyama's, like, a straight six. And I think Okello's, like, pretty much in the same... You know, same area, but like the six. I think he could play the eight too. But uh, like, I, I mean, like Keaton Parks is a fucking like, yeah, he's a big kid. But I mean, like that—that's not like he's—he's he's not like the necessarily like the prototype eight. I, I, I'm not saying that like as an insult. Like, I'm, like because I mean, obviously, I think he plays like a prototype eight. But he's—he—he's he, got a, an odd like like a, an unordinary build. Like even for the position, even a position as physical as the eight. Like, 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 in order to be an effective eight, like there's pretty much like, like three things that you need. You need a tank, you need legs, and you need to be good on both sides of the ball. And as far as I know, and from what I've seen, Richie is good on both sides of the ball. He can track back and defend. He can attack very, very well. We've already seen that. And I, and I, I think he would be like a a natural pick in that kind of in that kind of situation. That that, that listen, I, I'm not in charge of the decisions anyway. And also, we only have. Uh, we have less than you know three hundred days to find out, but you know like we'll, we'll you know time will tell. I, I I do I do think that you will see him and and Santi on the pitch at the same time at some point, one hundred percent. It shouldn't ha- it shouldn't happen. Not when you, you can't have two tens in the field when you only have two tens on your team. I mean, I mean, but but by your own admit, by your own words, you don't even think Santi is a ten. No, but he's the only that he's the only person that fits the mold of what a ten is supposed to be on this team. It's it it just goes back to it's gross roster mismanagement. Like that's the problem. We don't have depth for Keaton Parks. We don't have depth at the ten. Like we don't, uh, we don't have any nines. Like it's just like it's just okay. So I, I'm willing to make a bet here. I'm willing to make a bet. By the end of the year, we will see one of either two situations. We will see. Santiago Rodriguez at the 10 and Richard Ledesma at the 8 starting together. Or, alternatively, you'll see Santiago Rodriguez at the 10 and... Uh, no, no, uh, Richie Ledesma at the 10 and Santiago Rodriguez on the left in the case that Talos goes down. So you also have to factor in that Talos could, you know, slip in the shower uh, any day, knock on wood. Hope that doesn't happen. Uh, like, 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 you know, like these he's gonna, guys... You, he's going to slip on a banana doing some fucking uh, random Jogo uh, Bonito uh, five-star uh, skill bullshit uh, for his uh, A1 uh, mixtape. It, it's a long season and shit happens. Like, the, and the, like the, there's very, very few players that can escape the injury bug, and there will be some rotation in the, into this team for sure. Uh, and you know, Talos, especially as like a player with as high a workload as he has currently, he is the 
you know, he is a starter on this team, you know, what, like, and, you know, God forbid, you know, like, like he does like pull up, you know, hurt one day. I can, I, I, I do think that's it. That's an opportunity to maybe play like Santi on the left and, and Ledesma at the 10 or vice versa. Uh, no. So I'm willing to bet that either one of those two scenarios will happen before the end we, of the season. You, I mean, we've been following NYCFC for long enough. We know that these fucking brain dead fucking managers, you know, they're going to roll out Justin Hackett at eight. He's, he's, the, he's the death at the eight. That's where they're going to put him. Well, from the looks of it, it doesn't look like Justin Hacks can even be with the first team anytime soon. Isn't he pretty much like the... Uh, he's, he, he was on NYCFC 2 the, the other he's day. On the, he's in the 18 every fucking week. Uh, yes, but I, listen, is he going to play over Sands or, or Keaton or even Alfredo? Over them, no, so. but if, if you're talking about the squad rotation injury shit, you know that if, if, that if something happens that they're going to put Justin Hack at the 8. He'll get a... He'll, I, I can't see him at the 8. I, I, I can't see it. I, I can't see them playing him at the 8. I, I might shove him in for Keaton, but they're probably going to drop, drop him back to the CDM again. Yeah, no. If anything, like like he's brought in like late in the game to like either like be part of like a double double six, or he like gets like a start in the U.S. Open Cup maybe because like we we <laughs> our team guys are fucking are, delusional. Oh what are you talking about? Because it's just a hack. Hot... Did you see? He played a lot last year. They're, like he just signed a new contract. It, he it's never all played about, the eight last year. It's all about optics. He played the six and the eight. What the fuck are you talking about? He played all over the midfield. I never, I never saw him play a, like a like a three when and three Parks, eight role. When Parks was year. injured, injured, like yeah, they're, they're like, rolling. He's he always played as a six. I mean, the, like the only times I remember. I hate to break it to you, but when, like when, when, they, when they play a double pivot six. It's not an actually double pivot six. It's like okay, you play the eight and I'll play the six, and then you play the eight and I'll play the six. They kind of just go up and go. Fall. They just decide who's going to pivot. It's a double pivot. No, but the, the Hack's natural inclination is to defend. Like I've never, I, I hardly ever see him like go into the attack, like ever. No, yeah, because he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't go. He doesn't go to the attack because forward. he's an eight, and eight doesn't yeah. like go forward too much. Well, an eight is a back. It's a box to box midfielder. Well, yes, like, like, but... like they, they have. Equal- but once, equal when, attacking and defensive But once you get into the attacking third, the 10 takes over. Sometimes, yeah, sure. I mean, it's about rotation. It, 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 like, ta- football tactics are fluid. They're not, like, static. Like, you need, like, like, Keaton, like, if that's the case, Keaton Parks would never get into the box like he did last week to score a goal. That was but, like, like, like Yes, but he was a late run into the box. Yeah. From the wing. Yeah, an eight has a, an eight has a lot of attacking responsibilities. Keaton is constantly involved in the attack. He's constantly in the attacking area. Yes, but on a player, yeah, on con- a player by player basis, it changes. So when, when if Hack was playing there, then he wouldn't make those runs because he they, they, that's not yeah, his, yeah, we, that's not ne- his repertoire. We never we never saw that last year because that's not his instructions when he comes into the pitch. Because you, you, like listen, as much as you want to criticize Cushing and uh, as a head coach, I think he also I, I do think he's aware that Justin Hack is not an offensively potent player. And he's not going to be effective if you let him mix it up in the attack. So yes, when he's on the pitch with another defensive midfielder, the midfield has a much more defensive makeup. Yeah, like there is really no eight when he's on the when he's on the pitch. He doesn't play the eight. We have to play with an eight. Like it's our system. I I mean yeah, if we want to be successful, but we're talking about like you know like the realities of the situation. We're talking about what role he's actually going to play. They're never going to put Justin Hack onto the pitch and say okay. You know, I need you to do Keaton's job. Like, like that's just never—that's never going to be a conversation that happens. Hey, who knows? Maybe we could get lucky, and they're going to be like, "Hey, Hack, you're you're going in for uh, Seagal. Give me yeah. a shot. See what happens." Yeah. They're going to put Hack yeah. in because he he plays defense, and and Richie exactly doesn't. But that yeah, that's and, a, and, and Cushing, Cushing loves to defend two right. and one goal leads. 
like, like, yes, Hack will figure his way out onto the pitch at some point this season, without often, a doubt. Often, Not, often. I mean, I wouldn't say often as long as Keaton and he's I mean, has, has he been as, as long as as long as Sanchez is here? As long as Sanchez is at six, he's not he's not playing like okay, okay. as often as, okay, as you okay. think he would. Okay, we actually have data to go to go on this. Uh, how, how many minutes has Hack gotten since James Sands has arrived? No, that's not data. Not that's, many. that's eight games of this season. I'm talking about like last season. They just under a contract. Like he's going to get on the field. I hate to break it to you, he's going to get on the field. Not if everybody ahead of him's healthy. No, and they're not. It's a the war of attrition. Like people are going to miss games. Sands and also, is gonna miss games. and also, Ledesma's transfer came after, like about like what a month after Sands. Like that midfield is crowded right now. There's no space for Hack right now. You're not going to see him unless like you see like something may may like like go like majorly wrong. Maybe he comes out from the U.S. Open Cup. Maybe he gets a cameo. Every now and then, but I I don't think that James that Justin Hack is going to factor in much this year, if at all. Uh, he hasn't even gotten a sniff of minutes. Justin Hack James will Sands play more Hack. minutes this year than Andres Jason. I what? I don't think Andres Jason's going to see the. I mean, I don't even think that's true. But I mean, but, yeah, okay. I can see that. I can see okay. That. But if we're going to be up by a goal or two, you know, you've watched it happen how many times? We're up by one goal, like uh, Davi was saying. We're up by one goal, and Cushy's throwing in all the defensive players we got. I'm like, what are we doing? I mean, but Andres well, Jason's, like, filled that role, too. I mean, he came in last week when we were trying to protect the lead as, like, an energizer running to run at tired legs and also, like, kind of, like, defend from the front. I mean, it, like, like, so, so I, I don't necessarily agree that Andres Jason... I think, like, with the way this team is set up right now, there, there's, there's a much better i mean i use the word better it's just the operable term right now i'm pretty sure there's a more apropos word that i, I can't find right now but the, andres jason has a better pathway to minutes than justin hack does right now considering our depth of like you know like at, at the wing and everything like that i i, I like i just or, or in the attack in general and like no, I I don't even necessarily agree that hack will get more minutes than jason we only this, have this four central midfielders on the roster Four. Yeah, and only two play at the uh, play at a time. Yes. And five, if you include Ledesma in there, he's not he can play the central midfielder. central midfielder. I mean, that's his primary position. That has been for his entire career. When he was career, seventeen years like, old, what, it was. Congratulations. Year when he was seventeen not, years old, he played. No, when he was seventeen midfielder. years old, that's not true. Yes, it is. He didn't play. He played the wing in the ten for PSV. After a series of injuries, not because like they don't like rate him as an eight. They wanted to get him out. Of, they wanted to get him out of that midfield. But the thing is, I think like like NYCFC is going to have free reign to use Ledesma as much like however they want this year because I think PSV is going to want to know if the kid's durable and can handle a full season. Based on what I saw last game, Ledesma, his the tools that he provides to this team and the dynam, dynam, dynamism dynamism that he provides to the attack, sure. it, it would be it would sure, be it would be mismanagement to play him further back the pitch. You need to play him high up the pitch. Let him go at people. He does. I mean, I mean, I like him. I prefer him at the ten. I'm not saying I prefer him at the eight. I'm just saying. Uh, my, my entire point was, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Ledesma play the eight and Santi play the ten at the same time I'll at some point this season. It shouldn't happen. Ten dollars. I bet you ten dollars. It doesn't happen. Then it shouldn't happen. That's mismanagement. I'll you do not play Ledesma. At the I mean, you can call it mismanagement, but I'd be willing to bet ten dollars that it will happen before the end of the season. Sure, why not? You heard it here first. Ten dollars. If it, it, so, is it? Are you talking about as a substitute or as a starter at the eight? As a starter. As a starter. Okay, I will take that bet. He yeah. will not start at the eight. 
this season. Okay. So, I'm okay, excited listen. to see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens too. It's a ten dollar investment. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I lose ten dollars right. daily on DraftKings. So I, I, yeah. so I, I got interrupted. I, my, my, my last position was my last position was loser better pay up. Was Seagull playing uh, playing striker? Well, yeah, we knew that was the answer. Yeah, yeah, we knew that was the. I mean, who else do you? Throw? I mean, like, like Joe, Joe, like, like I asked you this this, this week, and I want to ask you again because we kind of got caught up in the weeds last week. Uh, like, 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 even if Seagull's individual performances aren't good, do, like, like, like. Like, w- would you say that him being on the pitch is a is a net positive for the club because it allows everybody else to play their natural positions and be the best versions of themselves? Like, w- w- would you not agree? I, mean, I guess so. Just because I think that um, uh, masquerading uh, masquerading Santi as a false nine is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Um, so... Wait, 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 what? No, I've seen people on social media what, saying that what? Santi should play the false uh, should play the nine, but play it as a false nine, so almost playing like a double ten. With the wingers, well, that's only because it's only because he has played there like this yeah, year, and, and he hasn't stupid. he hasn't stupid looked idea. terrible there either. Yeah, but he hasn't looked idea. bad there. That's the thing. He hasn't well, we need a bad. nine like, who can like, score because Talis well, yeah, and no GP shit. are not scoring at a high at a high enough clip. So we need a nine who can score. Okay, but we're not going to see that until the summer. So like, what? Like, why I don't, have, I, don't have, I don't have time. No. I'm not waiting until the summer. I want to score now. Uh, uh, well, you're gonna have to. I'm not, man. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not waiting. Therefore, therefore, I'm not waiting. Therefore, I do not want to see Santi as the false nine. Okay, okay. So if you're not waiting, what are you gonna do? Show up in your boots next week and no. say, "Hey, coach." By me not play. waiting, I want to play a nine as a nine and try and and I need Segal to start scoring fucking goals. Okay, but there's no guarantee that he's gonna start scoring goals because I mean, well, there is a guarantee we're, we're, that he's gonna continue playing. He's gonna, they're gonna continue. We've starting. met. Well, but but that's but you're not answering the question that that I had. That, that I have for you. Do you think that Seagal, by his by his presence on the pitch, playing a natural nine position because he is a natural nine, whether or not he's a good nine is not it's not is, is not up for debate because we haven't seen anything to suggest that he is. That is he a net positive on the pitch because he allows everybody else to play their natural positions and be the best versions of themselves. Yeah, I mean he's the best option we got. It's better than okay. it's better Thank than you. Talis playing at the nine or better than Santi playing at the nine. I agree for at least one of those things. The other one I haven't seen enough of. But yes, no, I would agree. I would agree wholesale with the first one and maybe partially with the second one. But I mean, Ta- I mean Talos I... is back on the wing, but he's still not doing Talos things that, I, that we were accustomed to in 2021 and a little bit of 22. The thing, well, the thing is, Seagal's first start, I thought Talos had a very, very good game. And, and uh, against Atlanta, he was kind of meh. And also last week, he was kind of meh. But you also have to remember that this is a guy who's probably played the entire preseason. He's been told that he's a nine now. He's been play- and now he has to readjust to having a different role on the pitch. Now, listen, like you can say that he's been playing as a winger for probably most of his life, and that would be true. But at the same time, if you're being prepped and being groomed for a certain role, and you're played exclu- almost exclusively in that role for you know upwards of how many months are we into the se- uh, 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 not into the season, into the year since the preseason started. We're what like, like almost two, five like months? a solid two or three months, two well, and a yeah, half months maybe. Yeah, yeah, but like including preseason, we're like five, like like at least four months in, like, like into this new year. You know, like, like I, you have to give him time to just also like let's let's not act like Seagull offers much in terms of like link up. I actually thought he didn't play too poorly in his first appearance. However, like uh, Seagull that is. However, like he doesn't offer what Tati offers. You know, like, like you know, he, he's not going to be linking up with with. with I think Talish just needs somebody to link up with. He needs a friend. You need to get him a friend. 
That's what we need to do. We need to get that's, Talos that's, a friend. That's exactly what I was can, saying. Can like, we can we also earlier. get Talos like, a left foot? You just need someone to like. I, 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 okay, listen. Having two feet, like 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 like, like two vi like two viable feet, is not that commonplace in football. Like it's not. Like like like, like it, it's it, it's like it's like having like a switch hitter in baseball. Like like, like yeah, but like, they <laughs> exist, but but they're but they're not that common. Typically, a guy can only bat from either the right side or the left side of the plate, or only throw with his left or right hand. It's the same thing in football. You might disagree. You can disagree all you want, but there's not a, a lot, lot of head of shaking right there, man. I don't know. That's, I mean, he can head shake all you want. That might be the how most ma- insane take you've ever said on this podcast. How how many <laughs> not, No, I want I want you to answer this this question for me. How many men do you honestly think in the world game of football? Are actually just as viable with with their weak foot. It's as not about being just as viable. It's about being able to being able to use both feet. Like all professional soccer players should be able to use two feet. It's not. See, it's not like how, baseball. It's not like football. It's not like that at all. It's not switch hitting. Every player should how, be able to use both feet. Every single player. Or you don't even watch baseball. Anyway, my point is like Talos Magno does use his left foot. He doesn't shoot with it oh, much. No, no, no. Go, but that's not his watch. He's never in a position. This weekend, watch Talos. Watch Talos this weekend. He never touches the ball with his left foot. Ever. He just he just he just croquetted some dude with his left foot this past weekend. That led to the first goal. Oh, you mean the, oh, you mean the play where he was dribbling negatively away from the goal and then got pissed at Elenic pinged in the cross because he was dribbling away from get- the goal? He didn't get pissed at him. He was just like, "Whoa!" Well, like he kind of like looked surprised. He didn't like. He, he, just, he was like, just like, it's kind of like slow, like slow down a bit or like uh, leave it. Uh, uh, he, he he was probably trying to put it across the belt. Yeah, yeah, but Ilanich decided to put it. He wasn't pissed about at it. At that point, he actually at that point, like, Talos was on the right side of the field. Talos was supposed to be. In the, Talos is like his. Why would why, why, why would Talos be pissed? Why would Talos be pissed at someone he whipping wasn't across? Pissed. He was just like he's like, oh, I just did my little stupid nutmeg, and I'm go- I'm traveling away from the goal I want to score on, and then Elenic comes in and he well, has like his hands out, like like no 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 no. I mean, I mean, he was traveling into space, like he had to like like neg- negatively, space in front negative of space, negatively. I don't agree with that, but he had the space to do basically whatever he wanted. But Ilanich took it upon himself to cross the ball in, which was the right decision. I mean, yeah. it's just well, because technically Tyus was going the wrong way. Like the one thing you saw, like they just posted New York City just posted that literally that exact little part of the clip, and I was like, why are you showing this one nutmeg when right after that nutmeg comes this beautiful serve and hit? Because like, it was a nice nutmeg and a nice serve and hit. Why not? I, I love nutmegs more more than you'll ever know. Don't get me wrong. I watched Messi do millions of them, but at the same point, it's like one of those things. Like that's not the clip well, that happened that moment. Well, here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge like fan of like and one mixtapes when it comes to like football. But however, like I will say, like like it's a nice little sequence. <laughs> like like you have Talish dribbling through two players and then nutmegging one of them, and the ball goes like like like. Like, like into space a little bit, then Ilanich just comes out of nowhere and crosses it into Keaton Parks, who scores a goal. It's a nice sequence. Why wouldn't you show the whole thing? Wait, wait, listen. Wait, 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 wait. That's the thing. They didn't show the whole thing. Oh, well, well they should have. They should have. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah they should have. The highlight of the clip was, a... oh, look, Tallest doing a nutmeg. Well, I mean, you are you 22 DP uh, okay, right here. Well, well, I mean, there, there's definitely a method to that. You have to remember, like, at NYCFC paid a pretty penny for Talos Magno, and they're expecting a return on investment within the next few years. So yes, of course they're going to push him. He's, he, he's, he's, he, he, you know, he's high value merchandise. That, 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 that's your, <laughs> not if he doesn't produce, well, that's no, the one no, problem I have. Well, but that's the thing. You're going to advertise him producing and doing cool shit as much as possible. Cause if I'm David Wade, I'm looking at my kids. I'm like, that's your college tuition right there. 
you know, with, with, with the with the nice hair and the and the dance moves. You know, yeah, no, that's that's a huge investment for NYCFC. So of course they're going to show him doing crazy stuff. I, I, not only that, Talos Magno is also a phenomenon in. Uh, like I've talked about it a lot because I play the game a lot. Does anybody here play Football Manager? I have a couple times, yeah. Yeah, so like Talos Magno is like one of the highest like uh, uh, potential like like ability players like in the game as far as like where his upside is concerned. And same and, in like, FIFA. Yeah, exactly. And so he's got like a buzz around him. He always has. He was top fifty uh, Wonder Kids by Goal dot com in twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so like yeah like this is a huge investment for NYCFC so of course they're going to advertise and doing nutmegs and doing cool shit during training like like of, of course like like you, like because like you think other club you think other clubs aren't like you know looking at like a player like Talis Magno or Santi Rodriguez or Gabby Pereira with like an invested interest and in saying this could be you know like a, a, a future player for our club if not for our club then for somebody else that we can flip them to I mean like like these are these are high, highly touted prospects. So yes, of course you're going to, sh- and and Tal and Talus is has the highest ceiling of them all. So and 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 the most hype around him. So of course, yes, they're going to show him doing being like you know having that Brazilian drip and that Brazilian flair on the pitch. That's just that's, yeah. That, that's, but without the stats to back it up, what do you what you're just showing off clips? It's in one mixtape. That's literally what well, it is. Well, the thing is, if you show if you show him stats from 2021 and also early 2022, I mean, then like you got you got a case. I mean, if you but, show up after, if you show up post Tati's departure, I mean, I'm just yeah, saying no, it, it, that's the problem. It's it, you can't show anything post Tati's departure at that point. You just lost all the value you just gained for the first two years. Well, year I, and also, half. I also that's think, like rough. I also think that now listen, like like this goes into like something else. I think that like you know like. We we've all been like collectively like relatively like disappointed with Gabby Pereira's overall performance this year so far, right? All of us. Yeah, well, he changed his number trying to be Tati, and now he's not proving it. Been getting better the last few. Been better. Yeah, yeah, he's been getting better for the past few weeks, but we 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 definitely pegged him to have a much better start to the season, right? Oh yeah, much better for sure. Uh, The the thing is, what 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 we forget is that he's a winger. His primary job isn't to score goals. His primary his primary job is to link up, create chances you know, attack space and, and link up with a striker. You have to remember for a year, also, like, like also Gabby, he was stuck in Brazil for like, uh, like a, a, a long time uh, well, yeah, before but, he even came to us. So that, yeah, that, that, that also like kind of comes into effect because he's not really had a preseason. Well, well, yes. I mean, that that's 100% a factor, 100%. And I've said as much. However, like that's not even the point I'm going to make. The thing is like, if you're expecting either one of your wingers to produce like, goals like the way that Gabby was at the clip that he was last season you're going to be disappointed more often than not the thing is this team has not had a striker to play off of for the past year and I and I do think that we need to like take you know individual performances in the attack with a grain of salt especially considering that there's really no one out there that you know on this team that is capable of scoring goals clinically and and, and or, or or that it's their job to do so I do think that, you know, after this season, like, like, and hopefully we get a striker this summer. I can't see a, a like, a scenario in which we don't. I think it would be a, a, a I think that would be an absolute failure, in my opinion. Uh, I, I do think that we have to hold like, like, our early evaluations because this is an incomplete team right now, and and the, and the attack is playing with an incomplete with an incomplete setup because you're missing that nine, or or the nine that's supposed to be there. I mean, listen. 
I don't want to rule him out completely because you never know. But I mean, I don't think any of us are expecting Gabe Siegel to be a top nine in this league at any point during his tenure with this club. Uh, I, I do think that we have to wait until this team is complete to see how other players work off of him and, and how and how they play, you know, w- with an actual thoroughbred nine in, in the mix. So, you know, like, like, like yes, no, I, I, I agree with Joe. I, I think Talos has been pretty fucking piss poor this year. However, I also think that he spent most of it out of position. And I think that time that he does spend in position, he doesn't really have much to work with. Uh, so, And that goes for everybody in the attack. That goes for Gabby as well. You know, Gabby was obviously performing out of his mind, but a lot of his goals were fucking bangers. Shit, one of his fucking two goals this year is a banger. And, you know, like, like and those aren't necessarily high percentage chances. Those are just, it, you know, like flashes of individual brilliance. Expecting either one of them to bang in goals or, or, or even get assists at a consistent basis without a nine to really do the, you know, like like a lot of that work up top is like kind of like, it's it's just not... It's not. It's not. It's not reasonable. That's the end of my rant. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. All right, I, think, I know we got a united. Now is as good time as ever to go around the horn here and give our predictions for the result this weekend at City Field against FC Dallas. Let's start with a Rod. So I said before uh, we have that Dallas hasn't lost a goal by more uh, lost a game this season by more than a goal. I was thinking that we might be able to eke out a two-goal win, but I'm starting to think it might be a 2-1 victory, maybe one nothing. But I think we take it. Goal scores? Ooh, uh, I think just just for shits and giggles, I'm going to say Tyus finally puts one back in there. And we'll probably get a surprise from Santi. Christian? I would say late. going to go bullish again i think this team is objectively worse than nashville uh we're, we're probably not going to have sands in the starting lineup is if my prediction is correct however i still think that we are going to run roughshod over fc dallas i think they're I, I don't think they're that great uh and also like a third straight home game i think this team is going to like i think it's going to be clicking on all cylinders i think it's going to be a dominant three nil win honestly i don't think fc dallas uh, goal scorers. I am going to have Palace scoring a brace, and our boy, the Seagull himself, getting his first MLS goal. <laughs> I'm gonna go hot. I'm gonna go hot. All right, that's bold. Uh, Davi, what do you got for me? It is comfortable. Comfortable win. Dallas. Uh, just look at the looking at the team doesn't really scare me. Uh, just just. Mid, it's just there, to be honest. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see many like threats from from their side or like or attackers. How? I don't, um, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, 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 I think we'll win comfortably. I, uh, no clean sheet again. We hate Jesus. We hate Jesus. We hate Jesus. We hate Jesus. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, who's yeah, who's uh caught caught simped, uh, who got caught simping over a girl during the World Cup, um. So, uh, I mean, did you see some of those of the World Cup? My <laughs> wife was sipping over them. <laughs> Davi, what's your oh result? 3 1. 3 1. Who scores? And shout out. Uh, Gabi, because he always scores at City. Um, we go Santi. 
And I'm going to go with... Um... Stay Fuck it, give me Talos. <laughs> also, shout out Miss uh, Miss Croatia. Uh, <laughs> I miss you, baby. All right. I'm pretty sure that's the girl. I, <laughs> yeah. I am going with a 3-2 NYCFC win. Um, my goal scorers I predicted are Gabi, Talos Magno, and I also predict that Gabriel Siegel will get um, his first, will open his account for NYCFC. And I think the goals from Dallas will be Ferreira and Ariola. And Davi, I I don't understand how you don't think that Dallas has good pieces. I think it's an anti-American agenda that you're pushing because they have four U.S. men's national team players on their team. I don't understand how you don't think they're any that their attack is any good. The issue is that they it have just, the four It just, does, it just doesn't scare me. It just players. Paxton Pomacall, Jesus Ferreira, Ariola, Legit. Like they have good players, man. I don't like calling their attack. Yeah, but they're good MLS quality players. I just don't think they belong in a national team. They're good. They're good. They're quality players, but not every single quality player belongs playing at the biggest stage yeah. of all. But like MLS wise, they're good players. Yeah, I just I just think sure, that the sure, no doubt. I just think I just think that the performance from last week will overpower them. Uh I'm just feeling really confident over last week. I I fucking enjoyed like up until the 80th minute where we fucking sat back like little bitches and defend that lead. Um I'm I'm convinced Cushing's a fucking sub- I'm I'm convinced he's fucking submissive. Uh, he just likes being submissive. He does that's, that's just a vibe. Jesus Cushing Christ, gives me. man. Fucking hell. Yeah. Tell me how you really yeah, I mean, feel. What he does in his I mean, private time, we don't bring into the podcast, man. <laughs> I, I think, on and off the pitch, I think it's just submissive. To be honest, I mean, I could, I could be, go, I could be crossing a line, but I mean, that's just how I really feel. I mean, yeah, I, I just, just go for more, man. Just go for more goals. Go for more than two. Go for fucking five. Go for four. Don't, don't settle for two, two zero, or, or two one. Don't, don't settle for that. In that. Most of the time, it never ends well. So, that's just that's just my philosophy. I just love attacking football. All right. Coach Joe's keys to the match. Number one, score first. When we score first, we usually get the result. Uh, number two, I know you guys are going to hate this, contain the big three. <laughs> contain contain uh, the damage that Legette, Ariola, and Ferreira can do. For uh, Ferreira is starting tonight for the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, so hopefully he doesn't score at all, so he has no confidence heading into the weekend. Well, I mean, you don't have to hope. He won't score. So. <laughs> and uh, number three, I think this is unanimous across all of uh, across all of us, number three is let Richie cook. I'm, I'm behind that 100. I love Richie. Let Richie cook. Let that man cook. He, he, he cooked it up real nice at City Field last weekend. Let him continue that cook. Let him continue that slow burn, that simmer. Let my guy cook and let him take the reins. Give him the wheel. Give him the reins. Let him do what he do, and we will be okay. Okay. If he has another, and if he has another good match, then maybe DP Santi does need to go to the bench again. Um, maybe. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, to be back at City this weekend. I'm sure I'll uh, I'm sure I'll run into all of you guys. I'll, I'll be I'll, um, I know Christian will be with the uh, with his supporters group, and I'll be at the third rail cookout again. Um, and hopefully they have some type of uh, fan fest or something or just something fun going on uh, in front of the stadium. And, and Joe will force me to cross picket lines again. I will, yes. 
And uh, uh, maybe, th uh, but maybe for this match, Christian can wear like something NYCFC instead of looking like a just complete rando who happened to walk into a soccer match with a Yankees hat <laughs> and a black jacket. I mean, I mean, no promises. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Did you, did you, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Did you guys see the picture that I enhanced? Enhance, enhance. <laughs> yes. yes, I did. I did see. Oh, Christian, this is <laughs> Listen, listen! Don't get mad at me because I'm having a good time, man. It's a very, very, very yeah, ugly you, picture. You, you, cho you chose the fucking suburban life with the wife and the section 300, whatever the fuck. I chose the fucking wildlife. Okay, like uh, I he, can do whatever the fuck I want. I know. Just like what, like it. section 309 or some shit. I didn't, I didn't choose the thug life, son. The thug life chose me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I, ho I hope to see you assholes uh, this uh, this weekend at, at City. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it's a it's a nice affair, and uh, we we walk away with three points because um, we do have a really rough stretch of away games coming up, including a Hudson River Derby away. Um, I but, can't wait for that one. But this is our last. I'll be there. This is our last home match for a fucking month because we have four in a row on the road, except the one is like across the river. But uh, but yeah, jo so Joe. Hopefully. By the way. I'll Really, really quick before you, before you sign us off, uh, are you going to give me that ten dollars in cash or Venmo? Which one? Anything you want, I, I can give it to you in Bitcoin. <laughs> I'll Bitcoin, take Bitcoin. Venmo, Point cash zero, 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 zero. I can Bitcoin. Zell, I can zell you. I can cash it. I can give it to you in quarters, Bitcoin, pennies. It'll probably be in pennies. It'll be in pennies because I'm a little bit spiteful. But um, but I. It'll... <laughs> Listen, Bit Bitcoin or Dogecoin, or get the fuck out. That's my opinion. You know. Well, not Doge. Doge. How about I give you ten dollars? I'll give you ten dollars in Metro cards. How about that? Okay, I, I, I listen. <laughs> it's you know what? I'll accept. I'll accept. I'll give you a ten dollars. If, if you load, if if you load up my Metro card with ten dollars, I'd be a happy camper. That's good. We should make that a thing. Bless my <laughs> bless my Metro card, please. <laughs> yes, yes. Bless it. Bless my the Metro. new T-shirt. <laughs> so we we need beyond the smokestacks Metro cards. Period. That's a we need yo uh, yo uh, MTA hit us up for the collab. You hit up fucking Supreme. What do they got that we don't got? Come on. <laughs> All right. They got nothing on us. And with that, we bring episode 22 of Beyond the Smokestacks to a wrap. We hope to see you guys all at City Field. If you guys see us, make sure you come up, shout us out, dap us up, give us a beer, give us a shot. Um and uh oh, speaking of which, shout out to Adam. I saw uh, no uh, Alec. I saw Alec at the last game. He bought me a beer. Shout out Alec. You're you're a fucking man. I love you, man. I'm so I'm sorry that like it took me until the end of the fucking pod to tell you. Shout out Alec uh, Kratzoff. He's a fucking amazing, dude. Bought me a fucking one of those overpriced fourteen dollar blue moons. Love you to death. Uh, oh, he must really like you. Uh, yeah, dude, I, 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 listen, it, it must be my sexual magnetism. You know what I mean? It just radiates off everybody. No, it's your uh, what, what's what's your fucking phrase that you brought the, to the pod the last time? It's your your. Uh... I, I I don't know. I I brought a few. The the uh, <laughs> the thing about being uh, aggressive. Uh... <laughs> aggressive. I don't. Be aggressive. Be e aggressive. I, I I don't know. I said something about. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. about. You're like it's it's two words. It's your blank. Like it was. You're talking about players, but it was like uh, raw aggressiveness or aggressive. Something or other. Oh, ruthless aggression. Ruthless aggression. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, that, that's not my line. Shout out to Vinnie Mac. <laughs>
Oh my God. Okay. We're done. We're done. This is over. Uh, thank you. Yeah. New, New York if is you, If you made it this far, a minute, an hour and 46 minutes into this. And Alec, if you listen for this long to hear Christian shout out, more power to you. Thank you for listening. We'll be back uh, on Sunday with a review episode of FC Dallas. Hopefully we're in a good mood and we're happy because of a win. And as always, New York is blue.